What do you do when you realize that you're a woman trapped in a man's body? What do you do when you realize the man you married is a woman? In this series, we reflect on our past to discuss how we got here and explore where we can go from this point moving forward. Hi, and welcome to The Rage. My name is Jennifer Termini. And I'm Callista Termini. Today, we are gonna be focusing on friends and how they responded when we told them about Callista. Coming out, transitioning from male to female. And uh, I'll let you begin on this one. <laughs> okay, well, for me, uh, when Callista first told me that she was transitioning, she wanted me to keep it a secret. So there wasn't a lot of people that I could rush and tell. However, I could not keep it to myself. For, you know, completely, I had to tell. I told my mother and my best friend. And actually, and I told two, two other people, but I asked you permission if I could tell the two other people because I was traveling to Greece with them. So that would be Katie and Corinne. Mm -hmm. I did not ask permission to tell my mother because I felt like that was a foregone conclusion that a daughter could tell her mother something that was traumatic. And I think I probably made the same assumption with Kristen. So I know for sure there was four. You're saying there were more? Six, as I recall. Okay. Because then there was Liz. Yes, well, she's a therapist, so, but uh, yes. Um, and then uh, there was also um, uh, Laura. Okay, so, so there were six, but um, you know, it was traumatic. So, um, but I did ask permission for some, so I want a little bit of credit for that. <laughs> and as far as I know, none of those people broke confidence. I believe they're all super good friends of mine trust them completely and I really needed to lean on my girlfriends and my family I was as much as you were scared and devastated I was scared and devastated too so um, but in a nutshell their reaction was shock um, kind of couldn't believe it but most of them were just really concerned about my well-being at the time so we didn't really get into how they felt about it initially because it was just like how are you doing are you okay we got you you're gonna we're gonna get through this don't worry don't worry so the opinions that i started to get really came later once the world started to know and mostly people didn't like it they weren't happy um, I think in large part because they were concerned about me and my well-being and they wanted to side with someone and they thought if they sided with me that meant they had to be against Callista. My whole thing was I don't want anybody to be against anyone. I, I'm just hurting and confused and scared but I didn't want anyone to be mean to Callista so it was a very confusing time. Uh, some people were angry, not the people that we mentioned but people that will not be named friends further out were very angry and I think that's because they were projecting how they would feel if this had happened to them with their husband or their partner so there was a lot of rage and a lot of anger and a lot of you need to get out of there immediately and you need to kick that person to the curb and you need to make them suffer because they've done you wrong and that vibration never resonated with me. I understood where they were coming from and I just left it at that, but it made me realize I have to tread carefully and I have to 
put up another layer, not only for the trauma that I was experiencing from what you were telling me, but I also had to put up another layer to buffer myself from other people's opinions coming at me so negatively and so harshly, you know, really wanting the best for me, but coming from a very scary negative place. And all, and all the while we were trying to keep it a, we were keeping it a secret from our daughter. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of pressure on me. So, and then I can circle back and tell you how things have changed, but what was your initial experience with telling friends? Yeah, so I think because you didn't come out and ask me for permission. For all of them. For all of them. You know, you did say Katie and Corinne, but that actually was a little bit later. It was the earlier ones. No, those were early because you told me two weeks before I was going to Santorini. Okay. So I knew I was gonna be traveling with them and there was no way I was gonna be able to not say something when my husband tells me two weeks before, hey, guess what? I, I'm a woman and I can't wait to transition. And I was like, what are you even saying to me? And I remember saying to you, I'm gonna take this information, put it in a box and stick it on the shelf because I'm going to Greece and I'm not gonna let this ruin this amazing trip that I'm having with my girlfriends at a yoga retreat. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I need to tell them. Yeah, okay, so um, that being the case, I think the one that hurt most of all, and I think like Katie was like a really close confidant, like you were really close with her, and Corinne really wasn't in our social circle. Right, but she was gonna be there. What I'm saying is that I think for me, there was a comfort level with those people. Um, When you told your mother. Yeah, you had a big reaction to that. I had a big reaction because, and there is an actual term for when you tell other people, like if, someone is is gay or trans or whatever, it's called outing them. Mm -hmm. And you didn't ask me before you did that. And I understand that it's your mom and how can you keep it from your mom, but I felt like it was a betrayal of trust Mm -hmm. because I have a relationship or had a relationship with your mother. And so that completely undermined that. And in fact, of course she went and told, you know, her husband, Laura told her husband, and then I subsequently find out that there, there was four other people, in ad, uh, well, three other people in addition to your mom, Katie and Corinne. And so it was like this big thing, like all of a sudden it was like, for all intents and purposes, the world knew. And I had to deal with the repercussions of that anywhere where I went. Now, if I see these people, I know that there's an unspoken conversation going between us. And in fact, if anything, that made me feel more isolated and more sheltered because now it's like, God, I can't even talk to your mom about this. And now it feels super awkward. Um, So anyway, that was not great in terms of how it felt for me. Yeah, I know you were very upset. And while I did feel bad about making you uncomfortable, I needed my network. I needed my support system and I felt like during our whole marriage, because you had depression and I knew that going into the marriage, I felt like you needed to be handled, this was my opinion and my experience, that you needed to be handled with kid gloves. You didn't agree with that, but you did. that was how I felt. I felt like I had this sort of delicate person in my hands and I wanted to protect you and love you and take care of you. And so for me having you come out and transition, I I guess I didn't see it at the time that way, but maybe it felt like a betrayal and it felt like you had been lying to me and I was just rocked. 
I couldn't, I probably made mistakes, but you don't know how you're gonna act when somebody rips the rug out from underneath you. You don't know how you're gonna act. I thought I knew how I was gonna act in all kinds of situations. You don't really know until it happens. So I don't regret telling my mom, but I do feel bad that it hurt your feelings because it wasn't done with that intention. Mm -hmm. But I definitely was going into survival mode and and that's just the way it came out. Yeah. But it was not to attack you, to harm you. It was to try to, it was to help myself. It was self-preservation because I felt like I'd been so giving to you our whole marriage and I felt like, you know what, I need to give to myself in this moment. It was the choice that I made in that moment to give to myself. Yeah, no, and I get that, but yeah. And, and we may never see eye to eye about it and that Oh, no. It is what it is. No, I mean, it is, like you say, it is what it is. And for me, it was um, one of those things where I just wish that you had taken the time to say, I'm going to talk to this person before actually revealing something that was so personal, that was so such a big thing that I was struggling with. So that's where the betrayal came in, uh, the feelings of betrayal. Not that I don't understand why you did it. I understand, but... Anyway, yeah. that was, un, you know, and it just made things harder because I felt like, what can I, I, like this person who I thought that I knew that I thought I can trust it, and now she's off telling everybody. And now it's like the secret's out. And yeah. now I have to deal with the fallout of that. Right. I understand how it felt yeah. like that. Um, there were many, many people that I didn't share it with, and I had to walk around holding back my thought, thoughts and feelings and my emotions so that the world didn't see it, hiding behind glasses. I mean, yeah, I know you, you, you shrug or laugh because you've gone through so much, but I have my own experience. Of course. And so, you know, I, I can't always be the perfect person that does the perfect thing in every situation. Nobody um, can. You have to be. So, <laughs> well, I would like to be, but that's not the reality of the situation. But I will say, and I think this is very important, and while it hasn't changed some people in my family's opinion about what's happened, I have always maintained that I wanted everyone to be kind, to be inclusive. They didn't have to like it, but they had to be nice to you. And that was really important to me, and I made it very clear that they, but I didn't tell them you have to accept this because that's like beating your head against a wall when no. somebody doesn't want to. But I did say, I need and want you to be kind. Or at the very least, don't go out of your way to be hurtful. Yeah. I know they have hurt you. I know my family by not accepting you has hurt you. And I'm sorry for that. Truly I am. I can't make them. No, and nor do I expect anything from them. Um, you know, it really, it has to do with them. And it's it doesn't feel like it has anything to do with me. It has to do with their level of acceptance. It's just unfortunate that they equate um, acceptance and understanding as being one and the same. Like they don't understand, so therefore they don't accept. Yeah. So that's unfortunate. Uh, you know, me as a transgender woman, I still fit into this idea of, a binary. Uh, I'm female as opposed to being male. But for example, there's lots of people who are tr um, uh, non-gender conforming. And 
uh, someone who experiences that, I actually had someone tell me mm -hmm. that they don't understand how someone could define themselves as being just one gender or the other. And I thought that was really fascinating because I don't get that. I don't get being, you know, uh, non-gender conforming in that uh -huh. respect. Mm -hmm. So, but what I realized is that, you know what, it doesn't matter. It's not about me. It's about, you know, caring for and being, you know, compassionate to other people. So I do appreciate that because it, you can never understand what it's like to be me any more than I can understand what it's like to be you. But I could be compassionate and understanding and realize that you're deserving of love and empathy. Right. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, so, I mean, this is yeah. not a perfect situation. No. We're kind of stumbling our way through it. Oh, yeah. But we are, I mean, we're doing the best that we can. And I think considering everything that's gone on, we're doing a really good job. Yeah. I will say this, though, with respect to, and not just your family, because, again, it's like they can only work from their tools, what they are capable of uh, emotionally handling and a lot of that has to do with how they were brought up with the rules that they were brought up with and so they're just as confined as anybody just as much as I was confined in a body that didn't fit right and as a result had to find my own way out of it you know they have their own limitations as well right. um, so it's like okay so fine this is where you're at I accept that this is where you're at uh, but what has hurt is I think that there have been a few people that were more close to me that I expected um, them to be there for me, like I had been there for them, and they just weren't there for and this, me. Are you referring to specifically people that are LGBTQ or just any friend that you've been close with that you felt you, you expected them to support you and they didn't? No, I guess there are a few. It's not just one person in particular, but there is one person that sticks out in mind. and. Um, without going into detail about who they are and in and so in and outing them in a way um, but they are someone who uh, I expected to have my back because I had their back when they were going through really tough times and they were dealing with their own uh, identity uh, and and journey and that certainly had been not and what was there, that? That was the phone falling off Again. the chair. Yeah, it happened <laughs> when we shot last time. Because I'm using it as a timer. Um, I have to. So anyway. Um, but this person was specifically not, um, didn't approve of what you were doing and actively said, I don't like this new you. Yeah. I don't approve of this. I don't know this new person. Yes. Well, nobody knew this new yeah. person. So it's like, but you know the old person? And are you willing to try to get to know? So there was that. Yeah, they had said... Um, I knew Nick, which was the person who I used to be, um, but I don't know Callista, and I don't know if I like Callista yet. And at the whole time, it occurred to me like, well, well shouldn't you be concerned whether or not Callista likes you? Like, mm. there was no... And part of the problem is, is that they're a toxic narcissist, and they love to, you know, be very generous and be very friendly in um. one minute. In, to a point. Yeah, to a point. Um, but then they, so they act like your friend. They act and they say things like, I'm your friend. Um, literally, they say things like, I'm your best friend. But then they go and they'll tear you down at the same opportunity. And that's kind of what a narcissist does. Not kind of, it is what a narcissist does. And so, and when you start to act crazy, they say, see why you need me? You're crazy. Mm. Um, 
So there was that, and then there was... And that was a big disappointment. That was a huge disappointment, especially when I was talking about... The other thing I was talking about with them was um, that I was setting a court date to go and have my name and gender changed so Mm -hmm. I could start the process of transferring all my paperwork to my new name and have everything aligned with my gender. Uh, And they said, well, how could you do that? And I'm like, well, what do you mean? You go to the courthouse and they do it. Mm -hmm. And they were like but you haven't had a sex change operation which by the way we don't call it a sex change operation anymore it's called a gender confirmation surgery Mm -hmm. because the idea is that we're performing surgery or the doctors are i'm not um to bring you in line with how you identify so it's a you're confirming who you already know that you are um, but they were equating my gender to what I have between my legs. I mean, I got to say that is confusing to a lot of people, myself included. Sure. I I find it, I'm kind of shocked, actually, that your birth certificate could be changed to, say, female. Mm-hmm. Because you are equating what's between my legs to my gender. Yes. And what you are not taking into account is the variability with which uh, gender is expressed. Like, if it's like you're male or female, well, what about all the people that are born intersex? What are they supposed to do? Doesn't, no, correct me if I'm wrong, Mm because I don't know what I'm talking about, because I don't have a lot of experience with Mm -hmm. this. But um, if somebody is intersex, don't they sort of pick one or the other, the parents, and try to conform that child physically to to be one or the other, and sometimes they get it wrong, and maybe the inside doesn't match the outside, and, and that's where issues come about. And what do you think happens when they get it wrong? Well, then they identify as transgender, right? No, they end up killing themselves. Oh. So um, there's actual documentaries about this where things have happened where uh, the one of the documentaries was actually not about an intersex person. It was about someone who was born male and the doctors made a mistake during a circumcision. And so like a bad mistake. This, and so they said, well, we'll just, you know, make them female and you just raise them as, as a woman and they'll be fine. And this documentary goes on about how they never felt right in their body. Uh. They never felt that they, you know, everything that went wrong. And eventually they ended up killing themselves and they had no relationship with their parents. They hated their parents. The doctor, I think, um, had to stop practicing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was it was a big deal, but that's my point. My point is, is that gender is not about what's between your legs. If it was that simple, then the doctors could have done that. You're a girl now and raised as a girl and it's not a problem. That's a very good illustration. Yeah. That is so, helpful. So to go one step further though, this person went and equated my wanting to have the gender assignment female Mm -hmm. to this woman, and I forget her name, Uh who was an NAACP Mm -hmm. saying that she was black Mm -hmm. uh, when she was really a white woman, but Uh she was very dark skinned. So, and she identified as that. And so basically she was comparing one person who was based on race, which by the way, race doesn't exist. Race is a societal construct so we like to think like you're white i'm black and everything but the truth of the matter is is that we're 99.99 percent all the same dna Mm -hmm. it's that one 
tenth of one percent. Focusing on the outward package with skin color and with yeah. genital race, organs. Race is, race is not a real thing. Race is something that we invented to discriminate and segregate. And I'm not necessarily saying those in bad terms. I'm just saying it's a way we identify and, and separate and create well, distinctions. It feels like this world does like to put things in boxes. Absolutely. We want to be able to check boxes yeah. off for everything. Right, absolutely. And that's one of the reasons why people don't like the fact that I now feel that it's not just, you know... There's a bee know. <laughs> buzzing around. I, totally. Um, it's not just a feeling of like this is what I want to do this is a feeling of I have to this is who I am and I feel it in my bones in my in the core of who I am so when someone is equating you to like this person who says I'm in the NAACP and I identify as a black woman you're basically uh saying that anybody with any sort of gender variance um is uh, in what's the word I'm looking for is you're, you're invalidating them. Mm. So I felt very invalidated by this person and very hurt. I mean, extremely hurt to the point mm. where I really don't want to have a relationship with this. Like if, I mean, it's so hard because it's like, yeah, if they called an emergency, of course I would be there to help. But I think it's the same courtesy I would extend to any human being. But beyond that, I don't really want to have them in my life. And this was after they were in my life for a long time. It really mm. hurt. Yeah. So, and it took a long time to get over that. And the thing is, is they probably don't even know what they did. Mm. That is a bummer. Yeah. Well, what about other friends that you told? How did they respond? Like friends that weren't, that you didn't have all that history with, you know? Sure. You know, it's interesting. I I feel like I've had to build a new life for the most part. There's some people who really did step right up. Mm-hmm. And there were people who I didn't necessarily have tight relationships with before, but were like, oh my God, this makes so much sense. And how can I support you? And that does mean everything when yeah. people are like that. Do you feel like you got more negative response or more positive response? Way, way, way more positive response. Yeah. Way more positive response. Yeah. And that was the best thing of all, was realizing how much support and how much empathy was out there. Yeah. It's unfortunate that the negative voices sometimes speak the loudest mm. or have you know the greatest impact. Uh, but I guess that sort of follows like that idea like with the news if it bleeds it leads it's kind of like it's it's negative so it's controversial it's caustic it's all of these things that people will then use to you know blow it up and um, and it's the people who silently go about doing the work and doing the support you never hear oh my god Nancy was so supportive. Did you see how supportive she was? Oh, I can't wait to tell my friend. Did you know Nancy was so supportive, you know? We should do more of that. We should. Well, I mean, did we ever talk about when you first announced that you... There was something online. Had you already come out and you posted something on Facebook, like your first Facebook post about you coming out or you transitioning? Or there was... I just remember that you can talk about it more, but I... Yeah. there was something where you were revealing, maybe you were announcing it on Facebook, and you didn't tell me yes, go that you were going to announce I it. I have to pick up my phone, so talk about that. Okay. So, <laughs> you know, 
I'm trying to deal with the news that, you know, from just a weeks or a month prior that, that she's transitioning. We're still living in the house together. Our daughter doesn't know. And I'm making dinner and I see her at the table and she's posting something. And all of a sudden she just gets gleeful, just giddy. Oh, you know, wow, this I is did. so amazing. Yeah, because you were getting positive responses. And I didn't know what was going on. And so I, my phone rings and I pick it up and it's a girlfriend of mine. She says, are you okay? And I said, what are you talking about? And she said, well, Nick Callista has just announced on Facebook that she's transgender and that she's coming out. And I was like, I had no idea she did that. And I'm, I had walked down the hall at this point to take the phone call privately. And then I hang up the phone and I was just like in shock and you came running down the hallway and you said oh my gosh I've gotten so much great amazing feedback and I was just like cry 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 like I ended up just kind of saying oh okay and then you ran back to the computer and you were just all in it and I'm cooking dinner and I'm just tears are just coming down my face I just it was it was so surreal I didn't even know how to tell you what you should or shouldn't feel because you're just going to feel whatever you feel. But for me, it was that was devastating that you didn't tell me that you were going to announce it to the world. So it goes both ways. Yes, that was a definite. It absolutely goes both ways. Yeah, that was a definite misstep on my part. Yeah. I think I was so into what was happening and we had told our daughter at this point. Had we? Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's we no way. We might have told her that night, right? No. I don't think so. I mean, I feel like everything happens so fast. As soon as like she said, I'm, I'm, you know, transitioning. Woo. I know that was loud. Five minute warning. As soon as she said that she was transitioning, it was like, you know, the engines were revving and the, the race car was getting on the track and ready to go full on formula one style. Like you were not slowing down for anything. So it was very interesting. Yeah. I think that at that time there was, I'm now tired of this secret because I had been holding on to it for yeah. so long and the hormones had definitely, were definitely a welcome change. Yeah. And, and you were nervous about people's reaction. Very. So when you got positive reaction, you were floored. You couldn't I, believe no, it. I expected that people were going to, I mean, I remember looking at the number of friends that I had mm -hmm. and expecting that number was going to drop. And in, I, and I figured that would, so it wasn't like there was pictures and well, maybe because I'm a visual person, I'm attracted to pictures on Facebook more than just big, long things of text, but it was a long letter with no pictures. And so I figured, yeah, a few people are going to like it and see it. And by the way, I wasn't posting much on Facebook, by the way. So right. in terms of like the algorithm, it wasn't like, oh, Nick posts something. So it's going to go out to everybody. Right. But that one obviously caught fire very quickly. Yeah. And I was shocked that so many people were taking the time to comment with um, with positivity, with positive and support and things like that. Yeah. I was basically saying that I'm closing this account. Yeah. Um, and if you want to follow me, you were trying to separate the the friends from the non-friends, well, the supporters from the non-supporters. Sure. I mean, you were making like a line in the sand, like yeah. accept me or don't. Yeah, I mean, instead, I wasn't going to force anyone. It's like right. if you still want to, then great. Here's where you will find me. I wasn't just going to change my name on a pre-existing right, account. Right, I right. Wanted, yeah, you wanted a clean break. Yeah. As yeah. yeah, and I and while I could see the joy on her face and the the happiness to be accepted, 
I was just dying mm. inside. And it was like I was invisible. And I'm standing in the kitchen, I mean, sobbing, but silently. And it was just like I was not there. It was fascinating. And I remember thinking, wow, you know, this is just interesting. Just yeah. polar opposite experiences right in front of each other. Yeah. And you were being birthing into this new person. And I felt like I was... I wasn't dying, but my relationship was dying and Nick was dying. So I was starting to go into this mourning grieving process, which I quickly shelved because I couldn't stand to break down and not be able to handle my responsibilities. Where are we going to live? Yeah. How's my daughter going to take this? You know, and so I, I really shelved it so hard that I delayed a lot of grief, which we can talk another time. But um, fascinating yeah. that some people were in and some people were out. And one last quick thing that only a handful of people reached out to me to see how I was doing. And it was okay, I understood that, but I really appreciated those people. Yeah. Even if it was just, hey, you know what? Everyone's looking at Callista right now, are you okay? And that was nice. Yeah, and I will say it's interesting hearing your perspective on when I came out to the world at large because that mirrors so much of what I felt when you told all the six people that you told in the beginning without asking me in terms of mm -hmm. like my marriage is falling apart. I don't know who this person is and everything feels like I'm dying inside. Yeah. So interesting how yeah. they parallel one another. Yeah. Well, anyway, so that's our episode for today. Um, if you liked what you saw and you want to see more episodes, please hit the subscribe button. Um, and as always, we want to hear your thoughts and uh, leave us a comment if you saw something that you liked today. Thank you for watching. Yeah. We'll see you again. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for tuning into The Rage. If you haven't done so already, please hit the like, share, and subscribe button now. We truly appreciate all your wonderful support. Find us on social media at The Rage Episodes. And leave us a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Want to get more involved? Join us on Patreon. Supporters receive extra benefits as well as access to member-only content. Thanks again, and have a beautiful day.